Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Thursday. You're in the huddle. Let me get my headphones here worked out. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by... Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Yeah, guess what we're talking about today? Contract extensions. It's starting to heat up. We're starting to see more and more people talk about it, uh, refer to it, and argue it. Uh, I think Pro Football Focus had a little something on Derek Carr's contract extension. You know, as I've reported, $40 million, probably like a two two-year extension. Maybe three. Um, it's kind of what I'm hearing. That's like the parameters that I'm hearing. We'll see um, if it all comes to fruition and goes down that path. But $40 million, it's the going rate for a quarterback of his level. And, you know, Pro Football Focus, and we'll get into it here in a little bit, but they, they did a whole thing, a breakdown of where he ranks typically with quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's right there on the cusp of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Say what you want. Uh, you know, I always say this to, to fans of teams, you, you're always fixated on your quarterback. Obviously that's who you watch and live and die with and, um, pay attention to and, and know, you know, like the back of your hand, sometimes you're watching a little bit with too much emotion, uh, than reason, but that's okay. You're fans. But, you know, if you were to watch every other quarterback in the NFL with that kind of an eye that you do with your current quarterback. I think you would see why people that um, that watch with a, um, a assessing eye and kind of know what they're looking at and what they're looking for and relative to his peers and things like that, why he typically finishes, you know, in the on the cusp of the top ten quarterbacks, twelve, maybe sometimes fourteen, depending on the year. Um, you'll you'll understand because it just seems like there's a lot of Raider fans who are shocked. And appalled when anyone ever talks about their quarterback, Derek Carr, as one of the top 12 or so quarterbacks in the NFL. But he is. Statistically, he is. And there's other people with reason rather than fandom and emotion that also can look at the Raiders roster that he's dealt with over the last over, you know, the, the majority of his career. It's gotten better without question. That's why his numbers go up in those type of years. And say, well, you know, compared to a lot of his peers, he really hasn't had the help that a lot of other guys have. We talked yesterday about Matthew Stafford and how his performance in the Super Bowl suffered once Odell Beckham Jr. went out of the game. It's, I mean, it's not a slight on anybody. It's just the fact that when you lose good players around you, your performance probably is going to reflect that. How many times, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, how many Super Bowls has he been to? Devon, two? I think he's been to two. I think it's just the one. He's he just been it. to one Super Bowl, huh? And he won it, yeah. I can't remember he did him win losing it. another. He's been to a lot of NFC Championship games. He's been to a, yeah. That he's lost. Right. <laughs> but uh, he, they, you know, it's all, it's a team thing. And so, you know, but if you don't have the necessary players around you, Matthew Stafford being the the key example, 
Because he literally went from a situation where, for the longest, he didn't have the necessary talent around him, whether you're talking about um, a complete team. And that's what I always say, a complete team. Nobody's you know 100% perfect. You're always going to have holes. You're always going to have weaknesses that you have to kind of coach around. But usually the team with the fewest weaknesses and the most strengths went, win. And the, and, and the ones that stay healthy as well win. And so when you look at Derek Carr and you start hearing $40 million a year and people are freaking out, some people, I think people who get it understand, no, well, that's, that's, that's right in the ballpark of where he is as a quarterback. And what I what I mean by that is the market for that caliber of a quarterback. Were you gonna say something, Devon? Oh, Demar's speechless. That's the first time it's oh, ever no, happened. No, I was listening to you talk. No, I was just looking at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. I mean, he's got the four MVPs, he's great. yeah, ten Pro Bowls. But it is just oh, I know quarterback. You know, wins wins shouldn't just be a quarterback stat, but it is attached to them, of course. And a lot of times, you know, obviously they play a role. Let's not uh, and and he, they've won. The Green Bay Packers have won. The guy that I always like to look at is, um, and I think we could both agree here that Drew Brees is going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Of course. There were three straight years where it was I think six and ten or or um, you know seven and nine records with the New Orleans Saints, right smack in the middle of his career. And I remember talking to their general manager about that about the importance of having your coach and quarterback solidified. Go ahead. Three straight years of exactly seven and nine. <laughs> right. Which shows you that. 13, 14, 15. 13, 14. You know, I mean. Seven and nine each year. Each year. And it wasn't because he was playing bad. There might have been a year there where he, he didn't play the full season. Uh, I didn't look at that. But uh, he's usually been a warrior and plays most games. It wasn't that he was playing necessarily poorly. But when you don't have the the uh, talent around you that you need to have, even a great quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback like Drew Brees, is going to have seasons three straight. Imagine if, three straight of seven and nine. And I remember talking to Mickey Lomas, their their general manager. And he's like, you know, when you know as an organization and as a general manager in my position, you know, we've got the right guys at coach and quarterback. When you know that in your heart, when you uh, have confidence in that position, it's easier. It doesn't mean that it's acceptable or you're okay with it, but it's easier to deal with those down years that occasionally happen because you know if we just build it back around our coach and quarterback, we've got the right people in place at those two positions. Let's not freak out. Let's not just trade everybody or fire people let's let's deal with it and build back around it and then we'll win again and the, and the saints ended up winning again they probably should have gone to a i don't know about they should have gone to an NFC championship game couple well they should have gone to, to the super bowl against the rams i could obviously admit that i was there it was straight out pass interference by hey, was that a moment in the press box? Did you like? Was there like even talk about it in the press box? Of course, of, like no cheering, but of course, like how could they miss that call? Of, I, Did anybody I, I like, this, audibly like gasp? I tell this story all the time. I literally talking to Nikel in the locker room afterwards. I go, dude, what what was your reaction? He goes, I got up looking for a flag. <laughs> it was it was pass interference, man. Like I knew what I did. 
He goes, and I'm kind of like tiptoeing back to the huddle <laughs> going, okay, if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. So, you know, he knew what he did. He didn't, you know, it was probably the last resort. <laughs> Otherwise, it was, it was going to be a touchdown. The, the referee missed it. And the Rams benefited from that, obviously. So this, what I'm, my point, though, is that they should have been going to the Super Bowl. They would have sat and run the clock out and kicked the field goal to go ahead. Because remember, the game was tied at that point. They ended up taking the lead. But the problem is they couldn't run out the clock. That would have been a first down right there, and they could have just sat on it and let it go. But they didn't. So there was a that that situation where again, Drew Brees should have gone to a Super Bowl. He went to one, one, one. Um, you know, and and so when you're looking at Derek Carr, that's kind of the light you almost have to look at him in with the Matthew Staffords. Um, you know, a, a Drew Brees. I'm not saying he's that good, but he's pretty close. He's closer than people think, and he's good enough to build a team around him and and a, a, a Super Bowl team. I fully believe that. Forty million dollars. They're wow. How are you going to build a, 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 a Super Bowl team around you know a quarterback making forty million dollars? I don't know, but the Rams just did it, and they were paying. They weren't paying uh, Jared Goff, but they were feeling the weight of his. Salary cap number, that was a huge – they were literally by salary cap standards. I want to say it's, it was almost $60 million that they were paying that position on the hard cap, which was preventing them from doing other things. So, you know, they had to work around the fact that they were paying that much money in, in salary cap space to one position. And one of those guys wasn't even on the roster. Yet, guess what? They still won a Super Bowl. So if you're saying $40 million in a cap that's actually going to go up these next couple of years, it's doable. And so, you know, I'd love to get everybody's thoughts on, all right, is that what you, is that what you want to do? Is that what the writers should do? Is, are you okay with paying that much money? I would be, I'm, I'm, you know, just, just looking at it, um, from a reporter's standpoint. Yeah. That's what it's going to cost to, 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 uh, keep Derek Carr. And I think it's a fair number and it's a manageable number in terms of building around him. Now, one of the keys, and it always is, is drafting and developing. I'm just going to say this. Imagine had the Raiders hit on all, on all those picks that they had after the trade of you know, Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Where they would be in terms of the, the roster right now. And all those guys, most of them, some would be going into their fourth year and some would be going into their third year. And if the Raiders had that, just that's, you know, it's a frustrating thought for Raider fans, and I'm sure the Raiders right now, that they didn't. But that's what you have to do, especially when you have a quarterback that is a good quarterback that's paying, that's being paid as a good quarterback. You have to be able to find good talent at a reasonable price and then just keep building around that quarterback. There's teams that do that. You draft, you develop. Those guys, after a year or two in the, in the development um, you know, uh, end of things, then replace guys that leave as free agents because you can't keep everybody. And then those guys, three years down the, lo- the, the road, they get outpriced. They may outprice themselves because they, they've, they've performed really well, and now they deserve a second contract. And you pick and choose which of those guys you want to keep 
You can't keep everybody. So hopefully, the goal is the goal is to sometimes lose guys as free agents, uh, Devon. You almost want that sometimes. You're getting draft picks back in return. If you're churning out guys, if you're churning out too many guys that or, or so many guys that you can't keep all of them, that's a good spot to be in because then you get to pick and choose who you re-signed to, to, to other contracts, but also guys are leaving to other teams for lucrative contracts, and you get the draft pick compensation for that. So you actually get something for them, if that makes sense. When when does it fall into place that you would get draft pick compensation for a player? Like, I mean, there's got to be some Corey Littleton, there. When, Okay, when Corey Littleton went to the Raiders, the Rams got a third-round pick. Was he be, was he a restricted free agent? No. What's the? He, 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 this yeah. is something I know nothing no, no, about. No, 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 no. It's it's a good it's a good question. John Johnson, who went to the Cleveland Browns, the safety that went to the Cleveland Browns, he got. I think the the Rams are this year will get a second or third round pick for him. Is there a time spent threshold that needs to be met? Uh, no, it's it's guys when guys leave when 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 uh, high end free agents like Corey Littleton was a. He hasn't performed like it, but he was at the time one of the premier. He was the best linebacker free agent on the market that year. He leaves because the Rams couldn't re-sign him because it would have cost too much for them to re-sign him with everything else that was going on. So he was a homegrown product left as a free agent. Okay, there we go. So that's what I mean. Like, is there some threat? Like, are there requirements that need to be met? Does it need to be a player that was drafted? No. Are you signed as a free agent? No, it doesn't. So if like, so I mean, like. KJ Ryder, if Casey Hayward leave this season, the Raiders aren't getting I had, that. That I had to look into on a one-year deal. I don't know. Uh, maybe well, we could. I could easily well, find that. Like, yeah, because you say this, and then but, but, I mean, there's got to be some because yes. that, that means that everybody who leaves in free agency, the teams would be getting back draft. They picks. are get, uh, for the they are. And what I, my my uh, staying strictly on what I was talking about is the draft and development guys, uh, or you know, as Corey Littleton was an un- unre- unrestricted free agent, so. They, they they brought him in. They developed him. They got a couple of really good years out of him. He leaves. He he prices himself out of their situation. Leaves as a free agent, and they collect a third round pick. Tremaine Johnson. Uh, they did that with um, John Johnson. So there's plenty of guys that that happens with. I I I'll, when we when we um when we, I'll make I'll, I'll send out some texts to find out if Casey Hayward leaves. If there's a, if there's any compensation uh, to, to for him, I know that I want to say the Chargers probably got a uh, you know something for him when he left. So anyway, but the but the point is that you keep drafting, developing, hoping those guys eventually take the spots of guys that um, you know you, you're you're letting go as free agents or just holes that you have in the team, and it just it's just one big cycle and keep doing that and keep doing that and then. You can bring in the high-priced free agent from time to time. You can make trades to bring in salary uh, with a good player. By the way, I got a text from somebody yesterday. It was like, you know, uh, what would it take for the Ra- for the Raiders? Let's say the Green Bay Packers fr- uh, franchise tag Devontae Adams with the purpose of trading him. If you're the Raiders, what are you going to give up to get Devontae Adams in a trade? Well, Stephon Diggs, a couple of years ago, was traded by the Vikings to the Buffalo Bills for a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. Demon, would you give up a first, a second, and then I think it was a fourth and a fifth the following year for Devontae Adams? 
No. Probably not. I think that's too that's too high of a price. Because I think if you've seen in the receiver market, especially what this receiver class is supposed to be, it's supposed to be another good receiving class. You could find that in the first round. Maybe you can find that in the second round if somebody slips. If Yeah, but Devontae Adams is pretty good. He's pretty good, but do you want... He's like, really not pretty mortgage. good. He's damn good. Okay, a top five wide receiver. Yes. You, you Maybe you would hope that if you do that, you could do the Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs route where you trade the receiver and you just luck into getting an all-pro receiver already as a rookie. But I don't think that... You know, for the other team, I see they just want to get rid of them so they can get the picks. Well, but he, I'm saying keep those picks, and you just draft the Justin Jefferson. What do you think, everybody? I want your thoughts. Would you trade a first? I would trade a first, a third this year, and a fourth and a fifth next year. That's what I would do because that's. I mean, you're you're talking about a real. I mean, he would solidify this offense. Like that's yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like he would you put him with uh uh Darren Waller, who for all intents and purposes is a wide receiver that he gets used like a wide receiver, and Hunter Renfro. Even you can you could even hope that Brian Edwards can you know uh continues to grow up. Those are that's a pretty good wide receiver group with your running back Josh Jacobs. Um I don't know. I don't think that they're a number one right receiver away because if you've got to pay him the premium top five receiver, I want to be the highest paid receiver in the game money, then, it, then, then I know because you like to say that they can work out the cap right. gymnastics they and they could pay everybody if they want to. But I feel like at, at, a, certain part, at a certain point, the bill's got to come due because if that was the case, why not offer Derek Carr 45 or $50 million Well, why would you do that? Exactly. So why would no, you why offer would you, do, you, you don't want to... You, you, you don't want to negotiate against yourself. Like, you're not going to just, hey, here's $50 million. You don't want to do that. Like, you're, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get the, you're trying to make it easier on yourself as a team. You're not going to just say that. Now, his agent might ask for that. And uh, 45, 50, well, I don't think that's. Well, I'm not, I'm, just, I'm being, you know. Yeah. I'm overreacting. Why not go out and sign everybody? Yes, because but th- that isn't the case. You can't just sign everybody to what they feel like their market value is. Right. Well, you know, again, uh, this this because is we the- heard it so much last season where it was just, hey, you you let you let go of Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson so you can sign a Yannick Ngakwe. Right. But I don't think if you want to be able to still get complimentary pieces that are still in solid starters. You can't pay Devontae Adams highest receiver in the game money. Well, I don't think – well, you wouldn't be, number one, because it would be a uh, – he's on the franchise tag. Then you, you could deal with Devon because the way, the way – unless the Green Bay Packers sign him to a, you know, uh, a, a four-year deal, I don't know. I just – that's the thing. I don't know if he's going to be willing to do that. I don't know if he wants to stay. I don't know what the situation is. But um, my thing is if they sign him and, and put him on the franchise tag and then trade him – if you're the Raiders or any team, what would you offer? What would you be willing to pay for Devontae Adams to bring Devontae Adams to the Raiders? You're in, uh, actually, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation. Listen line, Passionate Raider is on the line. How you doing, Passionate? Oh, man, you got me right when I was taking a, taking a bite. What up, Vinny? Um, what are we eating? Okay. Uh, some spaghetti tonight. Homemade oh, spaghetti. all right. Okay. With some, and, and with some Doritos, you know, with some Doritos. <laughs> So I know some of my wife said, eating Doritos and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Uh-huh. But, um, man, you know, again, uh, the money deal, I mean, it, it is what it is, the $40 million, But, Vinny, why, why – th- this is my thing. 
and you know it, I know it, we all know it. There's teams that want to pay him that could that he could drop into instantly that, that, that might be better deals that really wants to pay that $50 million, that could pay that 40, $50 million. 40, 40. No, I'm just saying that it, they could pay they could pay him $50 million and be comfortable doing it, another team. I'm not saying the Raiders. But what I think, Vinny, is I just think that when Mark knew Josh wanted Derek, stuff started happening, just come here and just be the coach for him. So if we're going to do this, we've got a Super Bowl coming in two years, Vinny. Why are we going to tinker around with little two-year extensions? Two-year extensions puts us at the year of the Super Bowl. Why don't we just make this man a Raider for life from the get-go? You know, you know, Keyshawn says it in the morning. Where everyone says it that the serial cap they got fooled a lot by the good numbers can be worked. You put this man right now and put him at a five-year, fifty million dollar contract, whatever, four-year, forty-eight million, whatever. Make it be to where it's going to last with the new resume because Josh knows. You know and. Josh knows what Derek is. He knows that's he knows what he is. So and then build around Derek. These numbers can be worked, man. He does it have to be a Devontae Adams, the highest paid wide receiver? No. Is there a lot of other talent out there? Yes, there is. But one move, Vinny, that I would really like to see. I'm a defensive guy. I want some ball hawks, man. I want some dirty, grimy cornerbacks. And if they're top dollar cornerbacks, I mean, I mean, maybe how they can work a contract to where. It is what it is in the beginning, so they can bring more players in at the front and backload that contract that in, in, in four or five years, you know, boom, it is what it is. But we need more than just the quarterback play because it doesn't matter if it's 40, 45, 50, 60, 70 million dollars. That's not going to win. That money is not going to bring Derek or make him be an even better quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And it's about winning a Super Bowl and it's about get to that Super Bowl in two years. So, we need a lot of guys in key positions. You know, I was just watching as I was waiting. They had the the, the Rams mic'd up on NFL Network, the coach, you know, during the time. I mean, like, come on. That's what we – there's no reason. If you tell us or people say that Derek Carr is better than Matt Stafford, there's no reason we are not playing the Super Bowl because that team was really – you look at it, it wasn't – really what it was cracked up to be. There was a lot of issues all year long with that team. And McVay and that man, he went out on a limb and said, you know what, I'm going to trade a number one pick that I went to the Super Bowl with. I'm going to trade him right now for Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford is who I'm going to win. And they did it, Vinny. It can be. If everyone says Derek's a better quarterback, that's a perfect example. Whatever the dollar amount needs to be, just make it happen so we can win so there's no wishy-washy stuff every year. That's yeah, what I think. no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's it, to me, it'll be in that $40 million range, and that's more than enough. And it leaves the Raiders more than enough room uh, to be able to uh, do the things that they need to do around him to get to that next level because they're not that far off. I don't see a lot, a ton of needs. Uh, there's some specific needs, uh, but I don't think it's a ton of needs uh, and some. Key players here and there, Devontae Adams obviously helps uh, a lot, um, that, you know, there's room to make all of that happen. The, the Rams have shown that. Other teams have shown that. You can pay a quarterback top dollar, and in and in Derek's case, it wouldn't even be top dollar. It would, by the time that that contract runs out, pretty soon, you know, sooner rather than later, probably within months, maybe, 
uh, that contract will be, you know, it, 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 will, it will reflect that he's not getting top dollar. And it leaves the Raiders uh, enough room to go build around him. Uh, too many teams have shown that you can do that, can do that. It's just really a matter of adding the right pieces around him. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Houston in L.A. How you doing, Houston? Hey, hey, what's up, Vinny? Man, stuck on his four hundred five in enemy Uh-oh. territory. I know that. And, I know uh, that yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm in enemy territory because my household is a USC household, so Uh-oh. I had to work. I had to work. Over Where exactly on the four hundred five right now? Give me a visual. Oh man, dude, like, um, okay, I I just passed Santa Monica. Oh, you gosh. already know what time it is. So you're you're getting into air, airport traffic too, right? Right, <laughs> it's everything, Vinny. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. Well, um. Oh, yeah. Also, it, it, it's enemy territory too, man. Because my family's USC, but Uh-oh. I'm working at UCLA. So oh, okay. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. All right, but um. All right, getting back on on, on track here. Uh, <laughs> two things I I just wanted to say. You know, um, I'm stuck, man, when it comes to car because I like car, man. I really, really do. You know, but then. And, 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 and I love his accuracy, all that good stuff. And he's better than Matthew Stafford sometimes, mm. if you ask me. Okay, Cause, yeah, sometimes, cause, yeah. Cause, yeah, because Carr, he got wheels. Carr, he just don't use them. You know what I mean? Carr's fast. And, um, you know, the the decision-making on using those wheels aren't always as consistent as I would like it to be. I got you. So, yeah. That, that, uh, yep. Right. yep. Okay. But um, answering what you said earlier, as far as, Man, uh, 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 Devontae Adam from Green Bay is, I mean, I'll give those picks away in a heartbeat because I've told that he's worth two ones. You know what I mean? So a one and a third, and then, and then next year, like a four and a five. And I understand we got people like Max Crosby for like a third round pick, whatever the case may be, but you never know what this new regime might be. They may do the exact same thing. So, you know, sometimes it's kind of worth gambling a little bit. And, as far as the forty mil for car, um, I just think about Tom Brady taking twenty five mil, man. Now, 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 if car, you know, I mean, times are different. Of course, economy's different, all that good stuff, and they get more money on, you know, the overall cap. So I, I get that part, but I'm just thinking about somebody that you, there's no question, hands down, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And that dude, I, I know he took twenty five because. You know, his his supermodel wife got in too, of course, so I get it. But um, I'm just wondering, how come it can't be in a reasonable neighborhood if we want to try to, you know, really get this ball rolling? Yeah, I, I actually think that 40 at this point in time is it's 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 a reasonable it's a reasonable number uh, at, at this point in time. Again, and when we're when we go to break, I'm going to look at what the Rams were um, on the hook salary cap wise. For Goff and Stafford this year, on their salary cap this year, Goff was still a drain on it. Um, so if you can do it, having to pay one position 60 or whatever it was, $65 million or wherever it was in terms of the salary cap space, you can do it at $40 million. And that contract, $40 million, that number looks really high. But when you look at it compared to other players, it'll still be lower. And plus, you got to average in the 20 he's making this year. So if you roll it all into three years, $100 million, that's $33 million a year, which is definitely market value over the, over the course of the next three years. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday. you 
You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. We're talking quarterback. We always talk quarterback in the NFL. And uh, in these parts, Las Vegas and Raider Nation, of course, that means Derek Carr. And there's always a little bit of a dividing line between Derek Carr fans and others that are sort of on the fence. Some others just want to kick him to the curb and go find somebody else. Who that other person is, nobody ever says. There's never any backup plan. It's just get rid of Carr, um, which is not feasible whatsoever. We're going to bring in a good friend of ours from Pro Football Focus, uh, Brad Spielberger, to make some sense of all of this. First of all, Brad, thank you for spending some time with us in the huddle. Truly appreciate it. How are you doing, my friend? Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. So, you know, the talk is starting. Um, Derek Carr is going into the last year of his contract just under, we'll just say it's $20 million uh, for, for 2021. It's not guaranteed as of right now. Um, and the likelihood that he's going to play on that one-year deal for 2022 seems dubious. I don't think that that's going to happen. So the next alternative is to figure out a fair price and a fair um, length for a contract extension. Uh, the numbers that I'm hearing is somewhere along the lines of add two more years to his contract at $40 million a year. That would make it a three-year, $100 million contract. And if you factor in this year's um, salary, that would make an average annual salary of about $33 million for the next three years. Um, you do this for a living. You analyze this type of stuff. You're always on top of this type of stuff. How does that sound in the whole scheme of things? And is it a fair price somewhere in that neighborhood for Derek Carr? Yeah, so the per year average, I think I've even said on these very airwaves that that, that forty million per year average is probably the number I'm looking at as well. Um, I, I think the two year length is interesting. That you mentioned, uh, I mean, you know, the guy's only thirty one, which is, is has become young at quarterback nowadays. Um, I'm not sure why they would basically just give him two franchise tags if they weren't just going to give him two franchise tags. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think he would be. Yeah, I think that that would create a situation where he's not happy with that. I think he would be okay. Um, in this neighborhood, uh, I'll just I'll just throw that out there. Uh, it would give him security. Uh, I know that he wants to win, and you know it would, it would give that. Uh, let me ask you this before we get into that: at forty million dollars a year uh, in 2023 and 2024, if it goes down that path, do the Raiders have uh, the flexibility at that price for the quarterback to go build successfully around him? So, you know, presumably they would add void years under the end of that deal so they would get the full five years because, of course, you can spread money out over up to five years. So even though the Raiders do not like to do that, they like to pay as you go as these larger base salaries. And the reason being, you know, because Derek Carr is going into the final year of his deal and has zero dollars in prorated bonus money and all of it is in a salary. That's why they want to do it, because that way there's no dead cap and kind of sunk costs. But nevertheless, if you want to spend around him, add talent around him, you probably would want to push some money down the road. Um, so that, that's why the two years, I think, is also an impediment. It's not just that they don't get a ton of control. It's also, you see with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, for example, and I'm, I'm not comparing the guys on the football field, but right. from a contractual standpoint, it makes things so hard in Minnesota, not just the value, but also the fact that his first deal was three years, then he signed a two-year extension, and his, his cap hit for next year is $45 million. It's the second biggest cap hit in the NFL, that makes such a challenge spending around that. 
talking to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. All right, so Dave Ziegler comes uh, from New England. What what was their model in terms of the pay as you go or spread it out a little bit more? Is there is there a formula that New England used uh, that that Raider fans can expect Ziegler now the general manager here in Las Vegas uh, to utilize as well? So generally, you tend to see that it's more of an ownership thing. Um, you know, our GMs do have their preferred structure. We've seen, for example. When Andrew Barry came from the Eagles to the Cleveland Browns, he's brought a lot of the Philadelphia Eagles contract structure with him. So you do see that, but my guess would be that it's more of an Al Davis thing, that they, or excuse me, Mark Davis thing, that they approach it in this way. Um, nevertheless, if Ziegler wanted to be a little bit more aggressive, the Patriots are more comfortable doing things like that. They're not the Saints or the Eagles or anything like that, but they are definitely more comfortable pushing some money down the line. You know, they did it at the end with Tom Brady to spend around him, add weapons around him. And I think Ziegler would probably, yeah, I'm guessing he maybe even already had this conversation, frankly, saying, look, if you want me to come in here and try to be a competitive playoff football team with Derek Carr, we need to push some money down the line and spend around it. Can you explain the concept of cash and using cash, cold, hard cash, uh, to be able to also work around the salary cap? Uh, I'm not even sure I know what you mean there, but... <laughs> um, yeah, maybe explain, maybe explain a little bit. Well, like in, in, with signing bonuses to take down um, salary, you know, uh, the um, the uh, average annual salary. Is there way? Are there are there ways to do it that way by uh, with with the salary bonuses and things like that? There you go. Yeah. So so when you convert money to signing bonus, that's how you're able to make this room. So any money that's in a true salary or in a roster bonus gets paid. You know, both cash and cap, it all hits the current year. But right. when you put it into a signing bonus, even though the cash is up front, which is why, of course, you know, players and all that are fine with it, even though the cash is up front, the signing bonus will get split over five years maximum. So that's what, that's what they're definitely looking for, and, and that's what you'd want, you know, not only for Carr, but also maybe a potential, you know, Max Crosby extension. You'd want larger bonuses, like we saw with T.J. Watt and those big edge rusher deals. So that you can, again, you can push down a line and have some flexibility up front. Brad, uh, a name that always pops up uh, here in Las Vegas uh, is Devontae Adams, the wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, the Raiders now have a huge need uh, at wide receiver after, after everything that happened uh, this year. Devontae and Derek went to college together. They're good friends. They talk about playing uh, on the same team uh, eventually or at some point. And so for those reasons, and now Devontae Adams is uh, going into a free agency year, the Raiders are a natural kind of link to them. What do you think happens with Devontae Adams and Green Bay in terms of the contract? And if we were to play it out that the Packers were either going to franchise tag him or maybe sign him to go ahead and trade him uh, to get something you know of, of great value back for him, what would a trade market for Devontae Adams look like? Yeah, so you know, I think the Adams connection is real. Uh, I think he wants to play with Derek Carr, and, and I will say the Raiders can do it. If they want to find a way to do it, they can get it done. But that is the, the, the impediment, is that the, the Green Bay Packers, if they cannot reach an extension, they're going to franchise tag him. It's going to be a $20 million franchise tag for him. I won't get into why his is different than the league, the league number, but it is. Right. Um, so, so anyway, they would franchise tag him. And then I think, you know, folks uh, probably have a, think it's going to be this astronomical trade. I do think a first-round pick maybe comes into picture. But if it is a first, I bet it's a first and nothing else. Ooh. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, or, or maybe, you know, a first and, and nothing else before day three, right? Like maybe a first and a fourth. Um, I don't see there being, you know, multiple day one and day two picks involved just because 
you know, he, he is one of the best, if not the best wide receivers in the NFL, but going to be 30 years old soon. And, you know, teams kind of have this recency bias. And you look at the Julio Jones trade, he goes for a second and a fifth. Yes, he is, I want to say, two years older than Devontae Adams. But, you know, his hamstring issues that kept him off the field in Atlanta for a little bit popped up the entire season in Tennessee. He could barely get on the field. You know, the trade now, in retrospect, has gone miserably for, for Tennessee. So, I think, again, you probably have to give up a first, which I would probably do for Devontae Adams. And then, of course, once you bring him in, you're probably giving him you know, a massive extension as well. Because I was looking at uh, Stephon Diggs, and I even threw this at some people uh, in the NFL. Because wh- why would it be – is it age, simply age, that Diggs you know, uh, went for, I think it was a first, a second, and I think a fourth and a fifth the following year? Um, is that the reason that it would be less for Devontae Adams? So age is a big part of it, but it's also it comes back to the contract. So, you know, Stephon Diggs and even looking at DeAndre Hopkins, although that, of course, you know, is just the, the Bill O'Brien effect there. But, <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> Stephon Diggs has now played two seasons on his original Minnesota Vikings contract in Buffalo and still has two years left on that deal. So, you know, I, I also think he probably now comes to the table and says, look, you got to pay up at this point. I've been patient. I've been a team player. Now you got to give me the massive extension. But the reason is because, you know, Buffalo was absorbing four years of cost control, where with Devontae Adams, you're absorbing zero, right? Right, right. You're making him a trade. He's on the franchise tag, which he might even say, hey, if you're going to trade for me and you're not going to extend me, then I'm not going to show up. So that's the difference, is that the, the, the moment he walks in the building, you're also signing him to the biggest contract at the position in the NFL. This is why we have Brad on the show, because he breaks things down in a way that even I can understand and, uh, and all of our listeners as well. Uh, all right, last question for you, Brad, and I really appreciate the time today on short notice. Um, what, can the, what can Raider fans expect from a Josh McDaniel, Dave Ziegler regime that may look different than the most recent regimes uh, for the Raiders? You know, I think at the highest level, it's going to be trusting consensus in the draft and not trying to be the smartest person in the room, which maybe that wasn't what they were doing. But, you know, and look, the Patriots definitely have some unique picks in some years where kind of folks scratch their heads. Hey, this guy wasn't really on our radar. But the Raiders continually making picks. There's this thing called a consensus big board where it just kind of ranks. It takes everyone's draft rankings across the country. And every single year, their first and second round picks, and it would be, you know, like way, way down the consensus big board. I, I don't know if they were trying to to outsmart everyone or what it is, but I, I think Ziegler is going to have a more measured approach, is going to take, you know, guys with traits, good high-end players, high-character guys, I think is going to be huge for them, which obviously, you know, was not necessarily a focus before. Um, and then I also think in the veteran market, they're not going to go out and make big splash signings in free agency. They're going to really do a good job in the mid-tier and lower-tier veterans a lot of culture guys, you know, one-year deals for two, three million that can round out your depth, stuff like that. And I think that's how they turn this roster over. Great stuff, Brad Spielberger, uh, as usual. Truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy the offseason. And if you're uh, in Indianapolis for the scouting combine, uh, I'll definitely say what's up, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. You too. See you there. You got it. That's Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. You could follow him, and I suggest that you do, at PFF underscore Brad. Uh, he has great information, great insight, and can make it all make sense when it comes to the dollars and cents. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Thursday. 
Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. We've all been there. The key is to get out of there. Somehow, someway. Anyway, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Thursday. Our thanks to Brad Spielberger for um, breaking down. Shining some light. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, the Derek Carr thing and, um, you know, uh, how the Raiders can go about taking care of, of him, maybe adding some voidable years to stretch it out over the five years. It's not something that the Raiders there usually are a uh, pay-as-you-go organization. And so we'll see how that all plays out. But it was really interesting to hear him say that he feels like the connection between Derek Carr and Devontae is real. That should get Raider fans. One of the things that, like, I could have spent the whole interview of just, like, what exactly, because I know a little bit about but it sounds like it's like a it's a fugazi. Like we can just make it up because that's basically it was like we can just add some. It sounds like pretend years. Well, it's yeah, it's so kind of, like if it was up to me, let's just spend fifteen minutes on void years because right. sometimes you see it on people. Oh, those are just void years. Though. Yes, and I think the only I think the maximum is five years. So um, basically, you've already paid the guy his money, but you stretch the number out. Over a you know you, yeah, so he the gets cap the hit, money yes yeah, so, but the cap hit isn't as big like you're stretching that out so the, so right so his but but you also get into a part where you, you the the flip side of that is even if he's not there those during those void years even though he's not physically there his number you know or whatever it might be that you've stretched out still affects your salary cap at that point so no, it's it's funny because it's I, even Taysom Hill's. When Taysom Hill signed that big extension, yeah, people that like, Taysom Hill—he's not even a real quarterback, right? But it's like, oh, but there's a lot of void years on it. You, yes, and, and it's you, like, what? I don't know what that means. Well, and because you just see Taysom Hill's getting paid well, what kind of money? Uh, go, go to, go to his contract. Uh, the other part is that you have to look at the guarantees. The guarantees tell all the story. And I remember when there were some contracts that uh, that that were signed and. You know, you get texts from whoever you're covering or that you know in the league and everything like that. And the number that gets reported compared to the number that it actually is can sometimes be two different things. And um, and so one time I asked somebody, I go, why don't you clarify that? Why don't you come out and clarify it? And his whole point was, A, you know, these agents are trying to do their job as well. <laughs> so they're trying to... You know, hey, look at me. I just negotiated this contract, number one. Number two, you know, you don't want to, like, uh, throw your guy under the bus, your player that you just signed that you love. That's why you signed him to whatever it is that you signed him. And you want him to have his day in the sun. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day because the are going to be the books. So you let the guy have his day in the sun. And the other part of it is there are some times where, and by the way, if we paid every cent of what's being reported, We'll have won like three Super Bowls and this, you know, because there's like there's incentives built in and that type of thing. So, heck, you want to see who made a lot of money this year um, was uh, Odell Beckham with his with all the bonuses that, you know, a million for getting to the Super Bowl, seven hundred and seventy five dollars for getting the NFC championship games. Uh, That's why that's how the Rams were able to kind of circumvent. The salary cap this year is to is to you know pay him in some bonuses and things like that. So but did you see that like some of his contracts losing its value because he's like pay me in Bitcoin, and then if the 
I know this this has nothing the teams the, the teams this has nothing to do with them. Right. But if you want to get paid in Bitcoin, you want to get paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. But then when that dips down, then your then your actual dollar amount isn't being right. It isn't as much as you think it is. Right. But I wonder how the NFL allots that for the salary. I think it's just on dollars and cents. Yeah. Right. It's got to be. Well, that's that's I, yeah because I said that's Odell's problem at that point. Yeah. If exactly. Bitcoin isn't worth what we signed like at the rate. I don't know, man. He, uh, man. he by the way, our our guy uh, in Dominican Sue, uh, who's that dude is a really smart dude. I'm just saying that, and, and money is what his thing is. But he had a great tweet today. He's like, you know, it's not rent that we should be worried about. It's the golden arches. And he, sh- he showed how much McDonald's, you know, uh, prices have gone up over the years to, like, it's and – he, and he was saying, like, you got to take a look at stuff like that, too, like how much it's costing – Families to eat at places like that where it used to be nice and you know pretty reasonable, affordable. He's affordable, right, affordable, right? But Wendy's has got the four for four, you know. So we if we can hang on to that. <laughs> the four for what do we get for four for four? You get it. You get um you get a sandwich. You know you can get you know your burger your your, your double stack. That's the premium mm-hmm, one that you would mm-hmm. want. So you can get a little double stack, right? Four piece nuggets, a small fry, and a drink. Okay, all right. My my brother used to be the guy that would text. Have you tried the new uh, such and such over at such and such? Like he was always like on top of it, man. He I had... loved your brother because I'm that guy. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Well, you did the uh, the chicken wings from Taco Bell. Are, is it still? Are they still there? No, it was a limited run. What limited run? Did it? Uh, I wonder if it, it if it uh, hit the necessary numbers so that it can come back at some point. You know who does that? The, the McDonald's with the McRib sandwich. I don't know if you're a McRib. Oh no! Like if it's back, oh yeah, the McRib's back. Okay, I'll go. That's I'll go every year. That's every yeah. year. So maybe get, Taco Bell will do that with the wings. Right. You know what's funny, too? When you travel, I know you don't like to travel, but when you travel, one thing that you do see is if you go frequent a McDonald's or some of the the regional aspect of it. Like, you could be in New Jersey and get, like, a chicken parmesan sandwich over at, like, a McDonald's. It's like, sounds weird and everything like that, but then you go down south, and they've got something that reflects down south. So it's 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 interesting how they the marketing of um you know because sweet tea sweet tea is love you it. know what he, sweet tea is right yes of course. I lo- no i love sweet tea and you don't really where can you get sweet tea at a regular you know place out here probably can you canes i mean canes, are, we talk, are we yes. talking like no a just like a, because i'm saying like if you go to a mcdonald's in north carolina i'd almost guarantee that they got sweet tea there, yeah right? yeah because it, it should just be on the menu but they don't here, do they? I don't know if they no, do. No, they, they should. It, they it, might, should. it might not be as good. Yeah. <laughs> it should still be on the menu. What's the difference? I'm not a tea guy. It, it's just something about that that southern tea okay. where it's just basically it's the sugar. That's that's the main difference. It's, I remember it's the sugar. Gus's at, uh, in Memphis. Because sometimes, sometimes if you drink the sweet tea and it's just like not enough sugar. Oh. And that, that's, that, that's what it boils down to. Okay. So it's just loading up on the sweet. Of course. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Give me and, diabetes. Right. Anyway, we are talking. Uh, ever been to Bojangles? Love Bojangles too. Bojangles. I remember is, they had like I can't I can't do it off the top of my head. Like need a gotta get a have a Bojangles. Yeah, I can't right. I can't do the rhyme. If you're ever hey, listen, there's there's uh, there's an airline that runs through Charlotte. It's a uh, I want to say it's a it might be American. There's a there's a Bojangles at the Charlotte Airport. In, the you, term, in that yes, terminal, yeah. Right? No, You've been I, there. Yeah. You've been there. I do a little traveling. I do a little traveling. <laughs> there you go. That's Sometimes that's why good traveling is good. I had a friend. I'll tell you this in the, when we get back. In the Huddle with Vinny Monsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bajador Radio Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday. <laughs> 